All right, we're trying kind of a different concept on this podcast because you and I are approaching the three-year anniversary of our radio program together. High five, by the way. High five. Girl, three years. Can you believe it? No. I and mean, that's insane. Um, and we're getting to the point where you and I, you know, obviously we, we spend four hours a day, five days a week in a small room having conversations. We, we seem to never run out of things to talk about, but we have repeated some stories from time to time. So you and I sat down and we each thought of five questions to ask each other and these are questions i don't know a little deeper some of them may may be silly but just questions we haven't asked before and i think this will help us even get to know each other on a deeper level but also uh you listening will get to know us on a deeper level which i think i'm i'm excited to do i really thought hard about these questions yeah i did too and it was honestly hard to think of questions Mm -hmm. because we do know so, and we know so many weird things about each other because mm-hmm. our conversations on the radio take us to places that you know honestly I wake up in the morning and I never expect to talk about half the things we talk about I will never forget one of the first times this is how long ago this was this had to be over three years ago because you and I were literally um, it, it, it had been discussed internally that you might make the jump from mix over to Q104 mm-hmm. and the bosses wanted to hear what we might sound like so we basically um, just came into a studio and just recorded. Um, like a fake, like pretend radio, pretend basically. Show, yeah. And at the time, you had you still have your own podcast, The Real Life with Jenny Matthews, and I was like just hell bound and convinced to get to know you as well as I could, as fast as I could. So I, <laughs> I, I was scrolling through your episodes, and like this is how well we got to know each other in a very quick way. That you were there's this podcast episode you talked about your vag the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, and so yeah. I, so I, so we got to the we actually we ended up parking we ended up arriving to the building at the same time. We got out of the car and. We're like we're fr- we're pals at this point, but we're not as obviously as close. We're as not we're like gonna... we are now. Yeah. and I'm like, hey, just listen to your podcast about your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, just so everybody knows, I wasn't exactly discussing like all things vagina. It was about those vagina candles that Gwen, not Gwen, what's her name? Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow came out with a few years back. And by the way, just to mention my my podcast, if you do listen to it, I haven't updated it in a very long time because once we started doing this podcast, I don't have a whole lot else to say. One of my favorite stories and it, it, it does stink that it was the it was kind of the downfall of your own podcast but you had done that because when you were on mix you were only talking for 12 seconds at a time over song yeah. intros you had so much more to say I did and what a blessing for me that then you were allowed to come over here and I, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking oh my gosh she's been on you've been on that radio station without being able to talk about your life for 15 years you come over here and you just let it all out every day and yeah, I'm here day. for it yeah same uh do you want to ask first yeah I'll ask you a question first okay um who from your past that you've kind of fallen out of touch with would you most like to reconnect with and it might take a second you know to think of some of these answers I was thinking about that you know sometimes you can't come up with a quick answer but is there anybody that you've kind of fallen out of touch? And while you're thinking, I'll just say this yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. Is that I think that's what I've learned about life the older I've gotten is that falling out of touch with people, it doesn't always have to be a bad ending, a breakup, a, mm-hmm. fina- a final thing. You know, as you move on in life, you go on to do different things. There are people that I believe are truly there for a reason and a season, and that's great. Mm-hmm. And it's like to reconnect with some of those people down the line would be maybe a beautiful thing, but it Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always happen. Sometimes, again, just reason and a season, and that's the end of that. Thank you for giving me a moment, because I did need to you think need about that. You need a minute that. on that, for and, sure. And at first, my brain was thinking, like, maybe somebody in high school, because I don't talk to anybody from my high school, mm-hmm. but honestly, nobody really popped up. Like, And, and, and things like Facebook help with that, um, that you can still kind of see what people are up I to agree. every once in a while. Yeah. Um, 
And even if you don't really ever comment or like their stuff, but you see them, you just go, oh, that's cool. I have, I have a buddy I went to high school with who, who just moved to Egypt. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. But to answer your question, who would I like to bring back for my <laughs> I was best? I just thinking I have a guy on my Facebook from high school who just said knee surgery, and I'm just praying for him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a good question, and I and I and it took me a while to get there, but now that I think about it, um, it would be... I don't even know what he is to me anymore. It was the 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 man who, when I was growing up, was my stepdad. So my mom is on her, uh, she's on her third husband. She's so happy in life right now, and I'm so happy that she's happy. Um, but so my mom and dad were divorced when I was two or something, early on. So I've always had divorced parents. And my, um, and my mom remarried, his name is Bob, and mom was married to Bob for like 20 years. And Bob was just kind of there with me um, while growing up. And I'll say this, Bob and I never really got along. He was just a very different cat from me. And of course, growing up, I didn't understand. Like, and I, just, I was like, oh, I don't like him. But now as an adult, I see that we just didn't have a lot in common. But what was interesting is later in my life, especially when I got into radio, Bob's very big into electronics and, and how things work. And like, he likes to take things apart, especially electronics and see how they work and put them back together, things like that. And so, um, ironically, once I moved out of the house, we actually found some common ground in radio. He was real interested in the behind the scenes of everything. And and he and I kind of had a later in life bond because of that. And then I remember, this is over 10 years ago, but my mom, I called my mom on a Mother's Day to wish her a happy Mother's Day. And she's like, thank you so much. She's like, and I know this is weird, but I have have like some crazy news to tell you. Bob and I are getting divorced. And I'm like, what? And it was, it wasn't a surprise that they were getting a divorce. It was, if you were going to get divorced, why didn't you do it 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah, right. It was wild. But she just said, and I think she had like seen a friend of hers who was in a similar spot and just like, yeah, well, I'm, I mean, we've been married 20 years, might as well ride it out. And like she had her, and that hit her in a way like, no, that shouldn't be how you live life. So she knew that they weren't in love with each other anymore. So she just initiated a divorce and they were, it was so civil. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and because of that, and since I moved out of town and everything, Bob, Bob and I lost touch. Yeah, we, how we, old were you when that happened? Like 20s? Mid 20s and okay. I'm mid 30s now. So it's been a little while. Yeah. So anyway, so, so yeah, so Bob Lee, uh, we, we, we kind of lose touch and, and I've seen him twice since the divorce. One is, a, so as I, when, I, when I was born, three out of four of my grandparents were already dead, and my only remaining one died when I was like five years old. So Bob's mom, we actually had a great connection with her. So She, she was really a grandparent was a, to you. She was a step-grandma, yeah. but she was the closest thing I had to yeah. a grandma. Her name was, and we just called her Mo. That was her name. Her name was Mo. We all called her Mo. What up, Mo? Mm-hmm. Um, she passed, and that, um, you know, that was really sad for us. So I was living in uh, I was living about 90 minutes away at the time. And so my mom let me know. And I said, well, when are the services? And she's like, well, they're on a, like a Tuesday. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to drive in for the services. That's nice. uh, I really wanted to. Yeah. And so um, I hadn't seen Bob in probably five or six years since then. I drove in for the services. And he like, he saw me. He didn't recognize me at first. I didn't recognize him at first. And she's like, and then so my mom kind of pulled, hey, Bob, did you see who's here? And, and we made eye contact and then I recognized him and he recognized me. He got emotional. Yeah. He's never, I've never seen him emotional in my life. But and think he, about it. He really, in a sense, helped to raise you. Yeah. And, and, and he, but, and he just, I don't think he expected in a million years that I would be there yeah. like for his mom's service. I but, think that's really cool that you went. Yeah. And then, um, oh, it was, it was a no brainer to go. Um, and we, I gave we, a big hug. We just chatted. We shot the shit about life, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of caught. He's like, what, so you still in right? Yeah, I'm in Columbia now. He's, You're not in Illinois. No, I'm in Columbia now. Da, da, da. And then there's only one other time I've seen him after that. I'm sorry this answer is so long, but. Um, well, I know. I want to know this. Yeah. Um, 
I uh, the last time I've seen I saw him was my wedding day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool because he invited. Um, his plus one was his sister, who was a woman who would welcome us into her home every Christmas Eve. Every Christmas Eve, we'd go over to his sister's house and have this big fancy, big meal. And, and she was always so welcoming and so kind. And um, it was I didn't expect her to be there. And and I but but yeah, he came and he brought her. And Bob, he's a huge cigar smoker, always mm-hmm. has been. And so at the wedding, he pulled me aside and he just said, "Hey, I didn't get you a card." I didn't get you a gift. He's like, I'm bad at that. He's an older guy. He's like, yeah. he's like, I'm bad at that shit, you know. And I'm like, and I'm like, Bob, it's all like, and honestly, I didn't care. Just him being there, I knew that was kind of like, I knew it was a lot to get him there. Mm-hmm. So I just was just grateful for. But he's a big cigar guy. He so he pulls a cigar, a real nice cigar out of his pocket, and says, "But this is for you. Hmm. Congrats." It was. It's a little it was, more meaningful, honestly. It was so heartfelt and so he meant that as like this is the best possible gift I could give you. Like yeah. he put thought into it. And it was so cool. But now being a, but you know, he watched me grow up and everything. And now with, with, with my daughter Chandler being here, like I would love to reconnect with him and just introduce him to Chandler. Why don't you? I was just going to ask you that. Why don't I'll you? I'll probably ask my mom when I go into town. I'm going, I'm taking Chandler to St. Louis for her first visit mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. I, I think I'll reach out to my mom and be like, hey. He would love that. Well, and, but I, and I don't know what his life is like right now. You know, I don't know how busy. And yeah. it's probably not that busy, but, and then I don't know, like. It doesn't have to be a lengthy visit just to well, pop and, and, in and, and one then, to introduce you to my daughter. And, also, you know. and I think. I think it'd be okay, but also I have to make sure it would be okay with my mom, who of course still still lives at that same house with her new husband. And like, hey, w- like I, I would I would certainly ask for their blessing. Would it be okay if I if could we invite him up here because he was such a big part of my life? So my very long answer to that is my former stepfather Bob. I, I love, I would love learning to learning all of that. That's him. honestly a little chunk of your life that I don't know anything about. Um, yeah. You know, I have uh, I, I've had several stepfathers too, mm-hmm. and one of them I was particularly close to. Be- I think of the time of my life that he was in it. I was young young and I really loved this guy. He passed away, but um, I would go visit him occasionally because it's an awkward thing. You know, when the when your parents, when your parents not married to that person anymore, yeah. you kind of don't know what to do with it, you right. know? Especially if you have a good relationship. Yeah, and I think when you're an adult, you can make that choice to but I was a kid, yeah. so as I, and I got my driver's license, whatever, I would just pop over there and say hi, and mm-hmm. I think he always appreciated it, but Okay. Anyway, All okay. Right. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. You're a very positive person, and I'm not. I don't want to say I'm trying to drag you down, but oh I like. Boy. I like some dirt here. Um, Let's go. You, you, and your husband Matthew are together for over 20 years. Married for 16 years. Married 17 so years. I'm bad at math. So okay. 17. So 17 years of marriage, and 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 I've seen it's. You guys are obviously a perfect. You're so great for each other. But do you recall the biggest fight you ever got in with your husband Matthew? What was it about? How long did it last? Did you, I mean, I mean, like any, like, really, like, we're shouting and I just need to sleep on it and I'll talk to you tomorrow, kind of, or has that never happened? I'm going to tell you, and you're not going to believe me, but I promise you this is true. Now, don't get me wrong. It's like, not like I'm some saint who just, oh, wow, I'm just so easygoing that I never fight with people. It's just that I was in so many toxic relationships prior to my husband Mm -hmm. that I've told you this story before is that when I met him and I was only used to fighting, I I thought that's how you dealt with problems. You just, you, you really got into it. And I remember, I, I wish I could remember what it was about, but some thing had happened and I tried to use my old taxi- tactics and mm-hmm. started to kind of get, you know, let's, we're going to fight about this. And I'll never forget, I can picture him in my brain just putting his hands up and he looked at me and he goes, whoa, he goes, I don't do this. And he left my apartment and <laughs> I stood there, I swear my mouth must have been wide open like, what? what? <laughs> you I, just I don't left? Fight. I don't fight, yeah. And I was like, he doesn't fight. And it was so, it was just a mix of emotions for me. Number one, I felt like an idiot because I thought, wow, he must think I'm a psychopath. But two, it was really eye-opening that 
and 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 wonderful for me to know that like wow you can be with someone and not have to fight it doesn't have to be ugly all the time it's so sad that it took something like that to realize it but it was just the first step in realizing that there are good people out there and i would just happen to be with all of the wrong ones so that was our first and and again i don't even know what it was about it was something completely stupid right but you were ready to throw down i was ready to throw down but really truly when i tell you don't get me wrong we irritate the shit out of each other <laughs> you know what i mean i think all couples like do yeah. there are things he does that drive me absolutely bananas um, and vice versa, but we really we end up kind of making light out of things, and mm. we t- or we talk about it immediately, mm. and it's done. And what I love about him, and he's been like this since the beginning too, is he doesn't bring up things that happened, you know, two years ago. I don't know about your old relationships. Oh, anybody who does Katie, that does not know how to be in a relationship. It's right, a bit, but I mean, I remember being in so many immature and toxic relationships yeah. that it was like every time you got in a fight about whatever, oh, don't worry, you know, this is coming yeah. up again, and it was just, it was awful and unhealthy. And I'll say that about this: if you if if you have a significant other who does something that you cannot forgive to the point where you bring it up in every argument, it's okay. Like people, like you, you, you have to do one of two things: you either forgive and move on and. Don't don't bring it up again. Or, it, and by, and this is okay, by mm-hmm. the way, if it genuinely bothers you and it still bothers you to this day, you got to let that relationship go. It, I'm serious. It'll never work. No. You it have won't. to. And, it, that, and that's okay. Like, it's sad, but also it's okay. You're allowed to do that. But, you know, also, and I think a lot of times when people fight about things that happened in the past, I think for me anyway, in my other relationships, it had something to do with like an ex boyfriend or girlfriend yep. on either side or whatever it's something and I know this is just age and wisdom also but yep. my, my husband and I have been together for a long time but we talked about it the other day we were on a we were in a car ride together for a length of time and we just started talking about just our history and our past and whatever mm-hmm. and it was really crazy because we talked about um, some of his ex-girlfriends and stuff that like with any other relationship I would have been like seething inside like Ugh, like just mm-hmm. so is it jealousy? Is it immaturity? I don't know what it is. But I literally had this moment where I said, you know, honestly, I'm really thankful for all of them. And I'm thankful for my toxic exes because without yep. those people, we would have never met. Correct. You know, But that's age wisdom. and God bless the broken road, right? 100%. I, I enjoy sharing comment. Like, it, it's weird. Katie and I have a relationship to where I don't mind hearing about an ex. Um and I like, I actually, it's weird. I enjoy telling her about my exes. And I specifically enjoy telling her, you know, this person wasn't a bad person, but this is what was wrong with, this is why it didn't work with her. Totally. And then I dated this person, and this is why it didn't work with her. And then I, I always conclude with, and then I met you, and all the boxes were checked. Yes. And it's like, yeah, and we talk about exes, we talk about exes all the time on this podcast. I, mean, we, I wish yeah, them all, I, like, your exes kind of sucked ass, but my, I actually, you I wish nice the people. best for all my exes. Yeah. It just, it didn't work out. I, I, I see. <laughs> yeah. And, and all your exes can, can kick rocks, right? No, the truth is, I've always wondered, like, if I ran into any of them, like, and there were really, I'm saying any of them, like, there were just millions of them. There really weren't. I mean, I was in a relationship for seven years in my 20s mm-hmm. with this super awful person, but if I ever ran into to him honestly where I I was fearful of him he was intimidating to me mm. um, there's a lot of you know emotional abuse and stuff it's funny because the person that I am now I'm confident I know who I am would never put up with one ounce of his drama and I'm gonna tell you this friend yeah. if that guy were to run into you he'd be like 
Oh, no. I can't believe it. I had her for seven years, and, and I let what? that wonderful human go. I, I appreciate you, but you know what's cool about, like, knowing who you are in life? Like, he, you're right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're right. Like, he did. He was an idiot. and um, He was an idiot. He was an idiot. I mean, it really was. Like, it's terrible. I mean, you could say, you do. You say nice things about a lot of your exes. Didn't work out for you, but they were they were nice enough people. But being, yeah. And again, he was not a good person. With, with wisdom comes, like, this is why it didn't work totally. out. Totally. Right. Totally. Oh my gosh, I love this. It's so fun. Okay, you ready I'm, for another I'm, question? I'm already, look, look at this. We're already 16 minutes into this episode. We're never going to get through all five of these. This we'll is, do this again. This is probably going to be a two-week series. Yes. I'm here for it. Okay, here we go. Okay, yeah, what's your go. next question? Okay. What is a song that immediately takes you back to a particular moment in your life? And again, this is going to take you maybe time to, and, and I'll say this about that while you're thinking, mm-hmm. is that, and because we're both music people, it's why we're in the business that we're mm-hmm. in. I am a person that can listen to, I mean, literally any song from the 80s and mm. 90s and tell you exactly where I was, who I was with, what I was doing, and I just associate. That's what I, I love about music. I'm going to answer this the best I can, and the best I can answer this question is, for me, it's not a song. It's an artist. Okay, yeah. Um, and, 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 I may, and even that, it, it, I can tell you it's... The era from 1999 to 2001, when TRL was all the rage on MTV, I would go online to MTV.com and type in my... If you watch TRL, you know what I'm talking about. I would go online, I would type in my request, I would send a shout out to my girlfriend, Natalie, and tell her that I loved her, and pray to God that it scrolled Did across the screen. Did it make the, the scroll? Street. Oh, hell no. Oh, you never made the scroll. Mine was so Dang generic, it. it was literally written like every other one. And that's why I wrote it that way, because I wanted it to be scroll across the screen. But it it never did. But I'm telling you what, man. If, if you turned on any of of, of Eminem, okay, Lincoln Park, uh, a little. And I, by the way, I could go and listen to an old Eminem album today and still enjoy it. And same with Lincoln Park. But I got to tell you, the one I'm really embarrassed about is Limp Biscuit. <laughs> no, but don't be. They were great back then. Everybody. But liked here's Limp no, because but the, I guess the songs didn't. I really feel like Eminem and like Lincoln Park on the rock side. I think they their songs age well. Like I can still listen to them and say I would listen to that today, and I think it's a good song. Whereas, like listening to an old Limp Biscuit song, I'm like, what? What the hell? Why did I like this? But, I think that too, because I was listening. I love listening and reminiscing and listening to old music. Mm-hmm. And a Limp Biscuit song popped up the other day, and something I was listening to, and I, and I remember totally enjoying it and at the time. Corn. It's just so, it's so cheesy now. It's so bad. And like, and I'm sorry, because if you listen to this and you've only listened to country growing up, like I totally get it. And you're like, what are you even talking about? But Fred Durst, <laughs> the lead singer of Limp Bizkit, and he was like, he sounded like Tarzan trying to learn how to yodel, but failing. But it was so cool at the time. I know people who have Limp Bizkit tattoos on their body. And I'll say that, that being said, the one song of theirs that does stand the test of time, keep rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> like, oh my God. I think the one I heard in the car the other day was like, was it something generation? My generation. My generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the one that popped up. I was like, Dude. this is terrible. And I, okay, so, and then it also takes me back. When I think of that era, I can, I can perfectly picture myself in my bedroom. And I had, again, stepdad Bob, big into electronics. So he actually helped me hook up. I had a full on, I didn't have like a boom box. I had a receiver with separate speakers on each side. So I blared to me and I made sure I always, I made a deal with them. Like we're going to get you a speaker. You can blare music as loud as you want until we get home. And you got to turn it down. And so I would, I'm in the afternoon and you think only girls do this. No boys did this too. I had my, my CD player remote control was my microphone <laughs> I loved it. and I had a mirror and I'm, 
throwing my I'm Slim Shady, yes I'm the real shit, and I am getting it and, and I'm feeling it in your soul. And if I turn I will turn on that Lincoln Park and I just start headbanging, I've become so numb and just rocking oh out like and and I'm telling you what. I got a little stage presence. I feel like I could rock a crowd better than some. I think you could. Yeah. Hey, we go up on stage at like Power and Light or something like that. We get that crowd going. Uh, we do, and I think you should give it a shot with some of your Eminem freestyling. You know, just give it a, give it your all next time. Let's go there because it's the podcast. There was a time in my life, shortly after high school, before I got into radio, it was while I was in radio school. I hung out with a group of friends, and we were really like Eight Mile was out at the time. Yeah. Like so, we would get together. You're going to laugh. And we would freestyle rap. No, like, I love that you did that. Every weekend. We would find beats, and we would literally play them off my buddy's Xbox and through his TV speakers, and we would rap. And I'm talking like we would go for it. And You're quick-witted. I've told you it's one of the things yeah, I like, admire like, most like, about you. Am I gangsta? No, not even close. No. Listen to me. You literally call me your best girlfriend. But I had some <laughs> creative juices in there and now and here's where it's come full circle that's actually helped me now since Chandler's been born I'll walk around with her and I'll just make up songs off the top of my head and they'll rhyme and they'll be like I'll, I'll let's okay let's do one like like if I'm, if I'm holding her right now mm-hmm. there she is Chandler there she is oop I think Chandler just took a poop yep. like, now, like I will tell you I did that very same thing with my kids I yeah. mean only I'm my lyrics probably weren't as good as the lyrics that you're yeah, producing, yeah. you know. But um, I think that's what I mean. Like kids, just they think we're awesome at that age. Like embrace, yeah. embrace. She's gonna think you were such a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hit preteen, and, and they don't think you're you. so and cool that's anymore. Fine. Yeah. They don't hate me. It's just it's like, it's like you're not as cool as I thought you were. Okay. Yeah. We got to move on before I go down that rabbit hole. We. But that's the beauty of the rabbit holes here. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a deeper question. Okay. Uh, and I want you to be honest about this. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last couple of months or so, um, you, you took charge of your physical health after taking charge of your mental health. Mm-hmm. You lost 17 pounds. Yes, and you've, I did. And you've kept it off. Thank you. Um, you now have reached that point where you understand that you can eat some bad stuff, but then just eat good stuff after that. Rate your self-confidence right now on a scale of mm-hmm. 1 to 10. Oh, my gosh. What a question. Uh, ten is the highest. Yeah, and, um, I'll, and I'll and I'll tell you this right now because my self. Are, are you saying physically though, or I'm saying overall self. Overall. Com- I'm saying self confidence. This can be physical, mental, D, all the above, and I'll and I'll tell you that my self confidence and don't like worry about me or anything. It's taken a slight hit recently, only because of new parenthood oh, yeah. and like the challenges that come with it. I had a moment the other day. I had a. I know this was yesterday. I had. A, I had a what have I gotten myself into moment? It's That's a completely human I know, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I knew that immediately, and I immediately, I guess forgave myself is the word. I didn't feel bad for feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of people would. And I was like, no, no, no. I know that that has to be a reaction that I'm, I'm sure my parents had, your parents had. All new parents, I'm sure, have that what did we get ourselves into moment. Because I just needed, Jenny, I just needed a moment to chill. And she was just being extra. And mm-hmm. she's a newborn. She's supposed to. She's just doing what she does. And but when I have that moment sometimes of like, oh my God, I just need to chill out. And she's just like, and I've rocked her and I've done everything and she's still just crying a little. 
There are times that hits the self-confidence a little bit, even though I know I'm doing I know I'm doing a, as good a job as I can do, and that's all you can do. No, you are, but it is frustrating but because you know, in, especially as a guy, I think I think mm. guys by nature are fixers, and so you're like, she's crying. I should be able to pick her up. She should be able to right. not cry anymore. Why is she still crying? You know. Um, <laughs> but and you. Then, uh, well, I'm in the way sorry. of a, I was going to say, in the way of a a mom. And I know you're so good about this because you love the crap out of your wife, but like, don't be afraid to tell her she's doing a great job as a mom because we doubt ourselves constantly. Um, also, don't be afraid to tell her that she looks great because she's she does look great. She's lost baby weight, and I know, but I know like even when the baby weight's coming off and whatever, mm-hmm. you're home all day. You sometimes don't shower for a couple days at a time. You have no reason to really put on makeup or get cute for anybody or anything. So just a reminder, you know, just reminding her that she's still. All that to you? I can't even tell you this on the podcast, but remind me when the microphones are off. And oh, I'm, no a, one's gonna like this. No, I, I know, and I'm sorry, but like she would, she, she would you. slip okay, my throat. No, I get it. But remind me, uh, <laughs> she she made an observation about herself that was freaking hysterical. Oh, I can't wait I, to hear this. Oh okay, gosh. yeah, we'll talk about that. But I'm sorry. Um, so okay, where so wait, is so your, what's the question? My self confidence. So your, rate your self confidence, but all because th- thinking about the fact that over the last couple of months you've gone through, you know, you, you've you've lost the weight and you've you got your mental health right. But also, you've got a preteen who kind of rolls her eyes at you Let's now. Let's also not forget my nose got bitten off by a dog. <laughs> I don't remember that because you're out there. I know in the interior, you're going through some stuff, but the exterior is perfect. Like, well, it is now, but it wasn't for a time. Okay, so no, I'm not saying this to sound egotistical or mm-hmm. whatever. Honestly, Mike, I feel like a 10. Got a girl. And here's why. Because mentally, I am better than I have ever been in my life. And when I tell you that matters more to me than the physical, mm-hmm. I am not even kidding. I mean, to be able to feel anxiety-free for the first time in my life is an absolutely incredible feeling. And because I started taking medication and took control over the mental health aspect of my life, I feel like everything else just kind of fell into place. Now, I'll say physically, um, you know, I was so happy and so relaxed and I was like so chill for for like the first little chunk of time after I started taking Prozac is what I'm on if you want to know, that All I really wanted to do, I haven't slept good in, I mean, like my whole life. I've always had sleep issues. Mm -hmm. So I was so enjoying how I was sleeping. And the dreams are crazy, like wild, very vivid dreams, but very enjoyable, like big storylines, you know, in my dreams that I just, all I wanted to do was like curl up and sleep and eat and curl up and eat and sleep. I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. But eventually that caught up with me. Mm -hmm. And I realized that um, the, the mental and the physical were not matching up. I had put on... 17 pounds, like Mm -hmm. just definitely did not feel as cute as I used to feel. And so then when I did, I started eating right and working. And when I say working out, all I do is walk. I just mm-hmm. walk miles and miles and miles, but All I enjoy I do is it. Walk, 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 no matter what. But I think that's part of it. You have to do something that you enjoy, or you're gonna hate. You're gonna dread that workout or whatever. I, I always, love. It. I put my AirPods in. I listen uh, to music or I, a podcast. And I, I, I gotta tell you, like, if I always say exercise is stupid, I don't mind walking my daughter in a stroller around the neighborhood. Also, like, I need a punching bag. You, or, I don't know why you don't have a punching bag. Because, well, because one, you would like, love that. Well, they're they're difficult. Like, you have to hang them on a rafter in your basement and. And then there are some other options too. There's like a like the um, what's the but the Peloton. Mm-hmm. There's like a boxing version of that. It's yeah. like this little thing. You, it's this boxing bag on a stand, and it, and it there's little uh, measurement takers in the boxing gloves like to figure your, out how uh, yeah like your pace and how yeah. hard you're punching and things like that. How many punches you're throwing in a minute or whatever. But it's just it's like, it's like a twelve hundred dollar investment, and I'm just I'm not. 
going to invest that kind of money into something I'm not sure I wouldn't use for at least like five years. Not when you can just go punch a wall, you know what I mean? Well, no, I'm, I hate, look, I'm real good about punching <laughs> furniture when I'm upset. A nice soft pillow, and I let that pillow have it because I know it can take it. I'm not going to break anything. So. Oh, and that's great. I think it's good. You got to get it out. That's the place to get it out. Yeah. Um, but no, so I feel like now the mental and the physical matchup, um, I feel, I, I definitely feel better. Um, having just movement and not laying around like a slug all day sure. and eating better. I truly, don't get me wrong, I treat myself. You do. Often. But I feel like I get right back on track. I've always been an all or nothing person. And then so to have this good balance now, and that's what it's all about. I do believe in life. It's all about balance. I wanted to ask that question because I was genuinely curious of, because I do feel like you've conquered a lot. Um, but I was genuinely curious if you, like, are you are you at a perfect 10 of self-confidence? Or is there something else that's still well, kind of I bothering mean, you? Look, I would be lying if I said that I, you know, didn't like the, the dimp- I, like I was happy with the dimples in my thighs or the, <laughs> you know, a, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can all, we all, like, want to look mm-hmm. better in some sure. way. But I, I, I don't let it ruin my life. I, I look at what's good, and I know how good I feel, mm-hmm. and it's just... I don't know. I do. I'm telling you, I feel better than I ever have in my life. And I'm, but I'm also happier. My, my family situation, you know, is great. I'm so happy with my kids and my husband, and just I feel so loved at home. Um, I love coming to work. Who loves to go to work? I love to come to work. I love doing the show together. You know what I mean? So when everything's kind of all in alignment there, and I think, and sometimes you know, you feel bad about saying like all the time, like when you're super happy or you feel like you're bragging about your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I've earned it. I feel like I've gone through some really crappy times in my life. I've been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I've worked really hard to have everything I have, and I'm proud of it, and I feel good about it. I had somebody message me on socials, and they had said something. I was I just posted uh, – I was like, I don't pick I, – I don't post pictures of my daughter every day on social media because I know those people are kind of annoying, Like I, cause, because but especially see, for my, my non-parent people. I know, but I'm a parent person, so I really want to see pictures I, every day. I know, but, but then when you do see it, you like it even more because I don't give it to you every day. It's like – yeah, okay. you know. Uh, my, okay, fair, uh, anyway, fair point. I, I, but I say that to say this. I got a message from somebody because because there's there's such a fine balance in what I'm about to say because I got a message from somebody saying I'm so happy that you had your daughter and she's beautiful. But remember, don't post too often because some of us can't get pregnant. And I'm kind of like Ooh. I'm like listen. Ooh, that I'm cuts like deep here. I'm like listen you. And I think this person listens and even knows that Katie and I struggled to get pregnant. Same and, girl, and, same. And when you struggle to get pregnant, you can absolutely post as many pictures of your gosh darn children as you want. I also, to be fair, understand exactly where she is, though, because I was there, too. Look, there was a time right. I didn't think I was going to have any friends left because yeah. I couldn't even go to baby showers yeah. for people that I adored. It right. was just too painful. But if that's like... like one, and most importantly, I am sorry that you are going through that. It sucks. I have also gone through that. It is the worst feeling in the world. You are mad at God. You are mad at everybody. You're mad at the crackheads who are getting pregnant, no problem. You're mad at everybody. Totally. That being said, you can't expect me to not post pictures of my daughter. If it bothers you that much, don't send me a message. But Unfollow. Let me tell you something, though. I've kind of gotten this way about social media in general. I post whatever feels right to me at the time. I've talked about, I openly talk about everything on there. Yeah, but you I, do. I'll post about my mental health. I'll post about what's going on. I'll post silly things. I'll post serious things. And I used to really overthink it because it's like, oh, I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to offend anybody. I'm really past that. And maybe it's the Prozac. But I just really feel like this is my heart and this is my truth and my authenticity. And again, if you don't like it, it's cool. I don't. I am no not problem. for everyone, and everyone's not for me. Just unfollow. It's just, no big deal. Just unfollow. No big deal. I, I, by 
the way, at Mike Keller on air on Instagram, we'll continue to post pictures of my freaking adorable daughter. Yes. Um, and if you don't like it, yeah, the unfollow button's right there. I will not take it personally. No, she's absolutely precious. I wish she would post more. I think that all the time. I'm like, I go look at your story, and when there's not something of well, her up there, I'll I'm start like, sending you pictures. Cheated. I'll send you pictures more often. I can just text them to you, and that's fine. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to overpost though, because because me being, I was 36 years before I was a parent. As a non-parent, it, it gets annoying. But again, scroll past it. You know what I'm telling? My advice to you, because I've gotten to that point in my life, truly, mm. own it. It's your oh, life. But, it's your happiness. But, and you have every right in the world to be happy about but it. But also, I don't want to post every day. Well, then that's your choice. Yeah, so that's, so it's, it, it works yeah, out well. Anyway, choice. let's do one more question from your side, and then we'll wrap this episode up, and then we'll do more... Um, We'll do we'll we'll do another five next week. Okay, um, I will keep this sort of. This won't be a too long of an answer. To. I don't think. Who cares? Well, um, we've talked a little about tattoos. You and I, neither one of us have a tattoo at all. If you had to get a tattoo today, I would like to know what you would get and where you would get it. And I'm serious about it. Like, mm-hmm. what if life or death? You know, you had to get a tattoo today. Yeah. What and where? Let Let me start with this while I think of the actual answer to your question. I'm very grateful I didn't get the tattoo that I wanted to get when I was younger. Was it and Limp I'm Biscuit? sure a lot of people know it wasn't Limp Biscuit. <laughs> great, great answer, though. No, um, I knew early on when I started my radio career that I would be good at it. And I knew and I, and I knew that it would be something I would do for a long time. Because a lot of people try to get into radio, they only last about two years. Because quite frankly, when you start, the salary sucks. Like, you best not have a family already. You better, better just be you. Because you ain't going to afford to, You're not going to be able to afford to take anyone out on a date. Yeah. Like it just you just got to start and you got to grind your way up. So I wanted to at the time get a tattoo on my back and think like right like like start in the middle of the shoulder blades and then go up to like the top of the spine and I wanted it to be like a radio tower. Oh wow. <laughs> With like little lightning bolts coming out of it, like the electricity, and then I was like, I'm "So glad you did not." And then do I'm that. like, and then I'm like, "Oh, then you know what I could do? Mm. Everywhere I go, I can just like add the call letter." And so call letters like Q104, you hear us as we're KBEQ. Those are our call letters. Every radio station legally has to have call letters. So like by now, I would have this radio tower tattoo, and like underneath <laughs> it, it would say, it would say. KCLQ, WALS, WSTQ, KTXY, and KBEQ. Yeah, and and here's the thing. like That is meaningful to you. Those are all places that have had a part of your story. But um, There would be a good story behind the tattoo, but what a terrible tattoo. What a terrible tattoo. Katie wouldn't have married me. No. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) She's totally in love with you. Things are great. She sees that tattoo, and she's like, I am out of here. We, because we, you know what would happen? We'd be getting naked for the first time, right? <laughs> She'd see the lightning bolts oh. coming out of the tower on my back. <laughs> I cannot even. I cannot even. Um. Yeah. But, well, okay. But, so now, but, but, but my bit, and this is Jenny. We're yeah, we're on the podcast. This this is just this is my basic bitch answer, and it's but I don't care because I would just simply I'd get a CJ somewhere. I'd yeah, get Chandler's your daughter's initials. Yeah, I get yeah, I, I just get. But do you see why? Like this is where I'm at with tattoos. Now I have my husband, my two kids. Um, I even have dogs who have meant something to me that have passed, and mm-hmm. you know, there's there are enough meaningful things in my life where. God, I could get across. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many things I could get that would I wouldn't regret in that way, you know, because it's like they're meaningful. Um, but I'm glad, like, I didn't get the Tweety Bird mm-hmm. tattoo when I was, you know, 18, 19. Like, I'm just glad that I would save um, it for something super meaningful. But here's, I, I won't bash those. 
like those cartoon tattoos too much because some of them actually have like hidden meetings that are hilarious. And I'll give you, and I just told you this, but I'll just for the, or, our listeners. Uh, as no, so as not to offend anyone either. If it's your, it's different. If it means something to you, like you've always been a fan of Tweety Bird and that says some kind of meaning in your life. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, the example I'm going to go with is my, I just told you about her, but I don't think we did on the podcast, but my cousin Sarah, who I love, she has a, uh, she has a webbed toe. Mm-hmm. Oh, you told me yeah. this. And yes. so, and so on her foot, right next to that webbed toe, she just has a tattoo of a frog. Who, of course, have web, and I think the frog has a little yin yang in it. But anyway, I've always thought I love that tattoo because yep. it's just, it's perfect. It has, like, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's clever, it's, it's unique. Uh, and, but you know what? Back to the CJ initials, I have no idea. I cannot yeah, tell you. you get I that? don't know. I have no clue. Like, a part of me would on think, like, like, chest, yeah, like, chest, like the peck, the chest, mm-hmm. the peck. I, but that just seems I'm not a very built dude. I am not I'm not I'm not I'm not a muscly guy. So I feel like a I'm I'm on like I'm like scrawnier with a bit of a beer belly. And so I feel like me getting a tattoo on my chest. By the way, in the middle of all these freckles that I also have on my chest. I, I just feel like that'd be so freaking cheesy. You know well, what I'm saying? First of all, you're not doing that. I'm making you do this. This is like a I am making you make this decision, you know. So but so let's just say CJ and maybe on your chest because it would be by your heart and you love your daughter. Sure, but again, I can't put happen. it by my heart because I have a freckly chest. <laughs> It'll blend in. Oh, your freckle could be the dot on the J. <laughs> we'll continue this discussion next week.